Hello, hello, hello. It is tournament and a tea break time. I'm Roz Satoff from Britwatch Sports. I'm Julie Gasparini from Sportface.it. And it's great to have him back. It's Thank been a you, while Rose. since we've been uh, been together. Uh, and we've had quite a lot of fun being quite raucous and very badly behaved in uh, WTA Stuttgart. <laughs> yeah, as usual. I mean, like, you know, I'm Italian. You cannot expect me anything less but being a bit chaotic in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... but one of the one of the charms I think of this particular tournament is that they absolutely uh, not not across the bar own Moldovan trumpets, but they uh, actually feel that we uh, we're an asset because we tend to ask all the questions. What's good about this tournament, I think, is the fact that they're not all sat up on a big um, desk looking down on us and separated from us with the with the desk. It's mm-hmm. it's the sat almost at eye level. And I absolutely. think it makes a huge difference. No, I love it. I I absolutely love the setup. It's very comfortable it's uh, it creates connection with the athletes and players tend to open up more it's very relaxed atmosphere in general and let's be honest it's a gorgeous venue I mean how many times can you sit at your desk overlooking a fantastic arena get the vibe but at the same time isolate yourself it's just awesome yeah I mean I can remember one of my colleagues uh, that I made friends with on maybe one of my first tournaments and said oh you must come to Stuttgart and I was like meh I'd never travelled I'd only ever done the UK ones maybe maybe Ron Garros is a big treat but um, but yeah since, since I think this is we think I worked out this is my fifth year here so uh, it's pretty cool um, and on the point of you know players being more relaxed, it's, it's interesting because we're, we're going to be running through the quarterfinals. So let's start with world number one, Simona Halep. She played pretty late on her opening match, came in, um, and and so the story goes for us. A couple of years ago, we were sat here. So this is long before you know so as she was coming up. We were sat here waiting for her. It was probably about half past midnight by the time they, she, she was brought up. Yeah, it was very late. She finished much later than two days ago. I remember that yeah, very well. Yeah, and she walked in and um, Eloise, who was the WTA wrangler at the time, had sort of said, come on guys. And her, she looked around and was like, are all these guys for me? <laughs> and she was just like shocked that we would have even stayed past midnight just to talk to her about her match. Um, <laughs> this time, however, she was like, you are still here. Like, go yeah, yeah we go are. to bed. Go it's to like bed. go home and go to bed. So um, I think it shows a way, and tennis is showing as well the way of confidence, and you know the fact that she's war number one for many is being like a problem. Oh, yeah. she's wearing it so well she so really far. Is. I'm really pleased that she's wearing it. I mean, she's. Um, at Australia this year, you know, normally when in, in a press centre, especially on a final of a slam, there's a, there's a buzz in the air. There's a real sort of sense of, um, you know, excitement or grief or whatever when, when, when the final's over. And, you know, almost everybody, I think, was, was secretly rooting for her. And, like, as soon as the final was finished, all you could hear was just clackety-clack of people typing. There was no kind of... There was just... It, it, it was just everybody was like, oh, no, not again. Yeah. But... Yeah, but she said it at the Fed Cup that she was feeling a bit nervous because of being home and, you know, the whole war number one at home Fed yeah. Cup thing. But in here, oh, the first set with Rubarikova was a bit tough, but eventually, you know, she found a groove and it looked like she couldn't really lose it. She's walking with confidence. A good one, not like yeah. a cocky yeah, confidence, yeah, yeah. but like looking comfortable, looking confident, and 
I, I totally think that she should handle Coco fairly, fairly easily out yeah. there today. I mean, Coco's a, a difficult one, you know, she, she, on the outside she'll sort of brush off any kind of um, indication that she's even remotely, um, not even that she can actually handle playing on clay, but that she even remotely likes being here, you know. Um, and we actually found that talking to her about anything other than clay actually got some kind of response but if you talk to her about clay in the surface anybody would think that we sort of buried her in it rather than <laughs> talking about it but yeah I think um, I think uh, Simone is going to um, kick her butt again yeah I mean it's, it's been seen Simona handles big hitters fairly well especially on clay this is a kind of different clay it plays fairly fast uh, it's very slippery but eventually I think she will find the groove I mean interesting stat she hasn't lost to an American player since Australian Open 2017. <laughs> and, you know, no offense to Coco, which I think is an amazing player, but I don't think that defeating Halep on clay is going to put an end of this streak. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Next on is the girl that is actually warming up behind you right now. Oh, yes. Visual. Yeah. <laughs> We're all turning around. Um, Elena Svitolina, she's playing against Carlin Garcia. That's a hell of a match, isn't it? Uh, to be honest with you, I think that's my, I've got to be honest, that's my match of the day. I that really second is. that, yeah. Um, for, for a couple of reasons. So at the end of the year in Singapore, um, Garcia was soaring and it's been wonderful to see her um, growing more confidence as she's, as she's gotten on and the more wins that she gets she seems to have a lot more kind of belief, that belief is coming so uh, 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 for instance for you when you asked her about her haircut yesterday you know, maybe a year ago she'd have been super self-conscious uh, self, self about the fact that you know, oh, don't ask me about my hair. She goes, yeah, keep trying new things. You know, you like it? You think yeah. it's okay? <laughs> I think with the confidence that she's got at the moment, and she came through a pretty tough, uh, she came through a pretty tough match to, to, to get to this point where she, it, she was Kostyuk and she was having to, you know, really dig deep because Kostyuk was got nothing to lose was hitting free um, and you could see the nerves and we do know we, you know, we, lo we love her but we do know that Garcia can, can suffer from marezmoitis <laughs> even to the point that she was like kind of nobody can talk to me now about that French Open and it was just a carbon copy of Amelie like nobody can mention my nerves anymore because I've won and when she said it I thought yeah, I think it's that that win, maybe not in the immediate, like, okay, it's, it's great for her, but I think she's going to process that one in the next few weeks, especially coming to Roland Garros would be an important step in her career. I mean, you could see that there were demons about that matchup yeah. and about a lot of things. I mean, she was young and just thrown up there and, uh, yeah. you know, having all those chances kind of like haunted her for quite a while. And I think winning that one with Sharpova as the opener was good. Backing it up yesterday against like a player, as you said, that had mm. nothing to lose was really impressive for yeah. her mental strength. I mean, for a 15-year-old. Oh, oh, she's she is going to totally be one to watch. I'm yes. really looking forward to, to watching her. I, I think we should do a special another day on Marta Costi. Yeah, There's yeah. so much to talk about her. Yeah, we definitely should, definitely should. On, on, on this one matchup, I still give an edge to Svitolina. Yesterday she had quite a rough first, first, round, first, first set uh, against Vondrosova as well. Vondrosova was a little bit hurt. I think that because of that she really went out swinging everything. Yeah. She was staying in. Svitolina had no chance to adapt, found the groove in the second set, then Vondrozova just couldn't yeah. really 
uh, keep it going. But I think because of this, she might have had the practice on the kind of opponent that is kind of similar. Garcia can hit big, yeah. can go for the one, two rally shots and uh, you know Garcia herself said that's going to be different for me because I played a big hitter in the first round and a fairly big hitter in the second round on a very fast mm. court because she played on court one so now she's going to be back on center court which plays tiny and bit slower <laughs> if we can say that um, well, and yeah I don't know Svitolina is the kind that will never give up no I, I, I actually gave the edge to Garcia in, in last night's preview um but that was last night at the end of a long night with <laughs> with withdrawals and retirements. I mean, it's going to be as it's going to be super tight. I, mean, I think, yeah, the it last could go two, either way. Yeah, the last two times these two met, played like seven, five, six, seven, seven, five yeah. all the time. So I'm, I don't expect anything different. There's this a time. tiny little bit of me that wants to give the edge to Garcia just because I feel that if she's laying the groundwork now for a really good Roland Garros run and the, the thing that gave you the most heart I think last year at Roland Garros because you know, remember she just w you always wanted to be put by the car park and not be the centre of attention and then last year I just remember watching her like literally raising her arms to the crowd and I thought now you've arrived now you're accepting the fact that this is your home slam and you need to get those people in the stands on your side and feed off that energy so I yeah I there's I don't know I'm gonna flip-flop over this all day until we actually have to do the, the the um the predictions well next one is I think the most unpredictable one we've had we've got Annette Kontavai taking on <laughs> Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova and to be honest with you to me it's an amazing match yeah it, it, I think it's actually going to be one of the tighter apart from maybe Svitolina and Garcia I think this is going to be another humdinger of a match because Annette when she's on is amazing to is, is great to watch and it's nice to see Pabs actually um you know having her moment yeah i agree i mean for both it was a kind of a weird night last night they didn't really finish the matches yeah. opponent had to retire i think Pabs uh, past days for Pavlyuchenko, of course. Um, she, Cause, yeah, yeah, because we haven't got all day to say it every time. Yeah, exactly. It's too long. Um, no, but no, she she got a good first set with um, with Muguruza. Then Muguruza had to retire, but she actually said herself like it was actually surprised because it was a good level for yeah, set. Yeah, good competitive match. So she didn't expect the retirement. Whereas I think um, Kontavite could see it coming. Uh, Kerber couldn't yeah. really move. Yeah, uh, she did well, and I think she. Also also acknowledged that herself like she stayed in the bubble it's not easy when you got like a full house rooting for your opponent who's injured yeah and she just you know managed to stay in the zone keep hitting keep playing a game she executed very well she played very well against uh, Mladenovic I actually yes. think that Mladenovic herself was a bit unlucky because with that level of play she could have probably got a win with another draw yeah. but this draw is just yeah no I agree mm, terrific I agree. and it's gonna be good good the quarterfinal, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know who's going to win uh, because it, I, I think I it's fifty-fifty. It I gave it to Pavlyuchenko, but just I think on experience, mm. I think she's probably got a little bit more experience to come through that kind of a match. But I think it's going to be a tight one. I mean, their head-to-head -head is tied at one, one all. So I think um, I just give the edge to Pavlyuchenko. And then the night finishes with Karolina Pliskova and Yelena Ostapenko. Now, that's is uh, Pliskova's now sort of rediscovering a little bit of a serving form. <laughs> I did ask her whether a serve had gone on holiday somewhere, and she was just like, "Yeah, who knows?" <laughs> you know, I think sometimes it's, it's, it's tricky because for her, the serve has always been such a natural thing. You know, yeah. Uh, of course, she's put the work 
yeah. because that just doesn't come like this but it's always been a natural thing never really let her down for long I think this is the first time that she's kind of struggling with yeah. that and you know I think that the change of surface sometimes helps in the situations because it's a different environment, different color yeah. around you. Yeah. And you know, it's she said herself, she just took some time, get it worked done again, and yeah. now it's really clicking. Yeah, I think what's happened is that as, she, as she's um, become sort of, as, as she's gone up in, in the rankings, people have got a better read on her serve, and she's had to make a little, make a few adjustments just to still be able to have it as the weapon that it is. Um, but like. You know, Ostapenko had a pretty reasonable sort of first round. Didn't I? Don't think was really troubled by Diaz. No, she. You know, she got a couple in, of few games in, in yeah, the first. In a way, I would say that Diaz plays the game that is good for Ostapenko. It's a very linear, very simple yeah. uh, game, which you know, it's it's a really good game. But for Ostapenko, maybe you need a little bit either extra power. Yeah. or variety to bother her like whereas she they're kind of playing like this game that just fits on, and, on yeah. and that's why I gave um, Pliskova a little bit of an edge I mean power is a given yeah. but of course she, she is canny at doubles and she can put that variety in I mean she'll often joke that you know running you know it's like I'm well too much running for me you know she is a big unit that you know she has long levers to get around the court but she has got great feel at the net she's and she does have that variety if you if you if you push her to it Absolutely. More so than Ostapenko, I think. Absolutely. I think that that's the thing that makes Pliskova so hard to play on this kind of surface, especially because when she's on the ropes, she can use the slice, especially the forehand slice, very well. And, you know, on this kind of surface, it stays very low, gets very hard to attack. And, and yeah. it gives her time to set up her next shot, which will probably come back at you at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, Stronger than cannonballs, huh? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I would say Pliskova has got a tiny bit of an edge on that one. But, but I think, I think yeah. all, all three, of the, with, maybe with the exception of Alep and Vanderwey, I think all, all of these have got the ability to keep a series until very, very, very late tonight. I totally agree, and therefore I think that if you got the chance, tune in for the whole day or just a couple of these matches because yeah. it's it's well worth watching. If not, well, I do say um, Ross is doing a great job, so you got great watch to to get <laughs> grip of the action is going to oh, come up. Bless today. you! Oh, it's so good to be back with you. <laughs> it's nice to be nice, nice people. Okay, well, hopefully we will be back uh, later with a roundup of what happened and our preview for the semi-finals. Uh, in the meantime, I've been Ross Satter. Uh, Julio Gasparini. You've been listening to Tournament in a Tea Break.